Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Until now, Geeksoft Ledger was sort of an island. Uh, you know, it works really well, but it was self-resilient. I think in the last couple of years, uh, we've seen people in the community very dedicated to, very committed to building bridges in different directions. So there's there's a project that is building an EVM compatible bridge. So a sidechain that will allow any other product on a, any EVM site, any EVM blockchain to interconnect to the example ledger. This content is brought to you by Uphold, which is a great crypto platform that I've been using since 2018. Uphold has all the top cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and all the altcoins. In fact, they have 260 plus cryptocurrencies on their platform. You can also trade precious metals, stable coins, and 37 fiat currencies. In addition, they are available in over 150 countries. And this platform is fully reserved. They do audits. So you can trust that your funds are safe. No commingling, no lending out your funds. If you'd like to learn more about Uphold, please visit the link in the description. Welcome to the Thinking Crypto Podcast, your home for cryptocurrency news and interviews. With me today is David Bashiri, who's the president of XRPL Commons. David, great to have you on. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be a guest on your podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to speak with you. Um, certainly been following the XRP Ledger, and I have a lot of XRP community folks who uh, listen to my podcast and watch the videos. So uh, excited to dive into XRPL Commons and the great things you guys are doing. But let's start with your background. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? And what's your professional background? Uh, I'm from Paris. I grew up in Paris. Um, did most of my professional career in France moved a few years abroad to Silicon Valley. Um, I'm a tech entrepreneur, uh, always been in the tech industry. I'm an engineer. Um, I did a few stunts in the web industry, purely web, like uh, web consultancy. Uh, I had a few websites that were doing e-commerce. 
Um, I helped a bunch of people launching their their uh, activity online. Um, and then I had a consulting company that was specialized in innovation venues, incubator accelerators that got acquired. Uh, and the company that acquired us sent me to lead the US business for a while. So uh, I've, I've seen both uh, the French tech ecosystem and the US tech ecosystem. Um, and in the recent in the recent years, I, I was very focused on building communities, trying to build bridges between um, Europe and the US, uh, trying to see where opportunities were arising for businesses to or institutions to uh, get a grasp on te new technologies. Uh, and doing that from the Silicon Valley was really instrumental for me to discover a bunch of these new technologies, including blockchain. Um, and yeah, in a nutshell, this is who I am. And what was your first encounter with Bitcoin and crypto? And what was your aha moment? When did it click for you? Uh, so I have two answers to that question. The, my first encounter with Bitcoin uh, was in 2014 when a friend of mine who was running a youth hostel in South Africa uh, sent us, me and a bunch of friends from school, a mail saying like, oh, I just met people who are deep into Bitcoins. I think we should all buy some. And my answer to that was um, my background, my education uh, was instantly answering to that. Like, I don't believe in easy money. Uh, so I just passed on that. Uh, and and then later, 2019, I got asked by an insurance company to study blockchain, mm. uh, to see the potential of blockchain for the insurance industry. That's when I had a, a really big um, uh, illumination, almost saying like, oh, this is what blockchain is about. This is very far from all the ideas I had. Um, and and I figured there's a potential in this technology that no one really understands and that no one really taps into. And that was my aha moment. And really, when I the, the day I decided to really deep dive into that and make it, you know, a full time job for me working in blockchain was um, recent elections when a president claimed that the elections were maybe fraudulent. Mm -hmm. I felt that for once the technology could have could have brought a proof, um, you know, create, creating a layer of trust for people to believe in the outcome, whatever the outcome is, saying that technology for once could have been instrumental in creating trust. Uh, that was the, the, the really the moment I decided that I would uh, deep dive into it and uh, spend most of my awake time <laughs> working on. Yeah, no, the, and that's a great use case for blockchain um, where voting and accuracy and efficiency um, will be incredible for future elections and put the past old world of unfair elections and false elections and so forth. Uh, that's a major use case. And um, I'm hoping uh, governments can get that in place in the coming years. Um, so how did you end up at XRPL Commons? Well, I was I was uh, experimenting a few a few projects. I was working uh, in in a different ecosystem at the time, doing some some small projects, and uh, I had a moment where I almost got into an argument with people about what is a green blockchain, uh, and, and a lot of people were stating clean NFTs and clean blockchain or something, but no one could really prove it. And doing research, I stumbled upon 
XRP Ledger and the whole history of XRP Ledgers that was really resonating with me um, in the way that I think people would, would design and started the XRP Ledger 11 years ago were contrarians. Uh, they, they were, you know, going against the current, at the time, Bitcoin was uh, the, the, the major blockchain, almost a unique blockchain, but um, they, they came with the different solutions, even though the vast majority of people in the ecosystem were telling them it was it was against the, the philosophy of Bitcoin. Um, and I, I really, I really, yeah, I could associate myself with this kind of thinking, like uh, there's you know, the majority of people are going in a direction. I'm like a salmon. I, I like to go against the current. Um, and then I met people in the community. I, I started to investigate more and more. I saw that the community was very active. Uh, I saw that the, the developers and the builders in the community were, uh, for most of them, uh, they had been in the community for a long time, which also showed for to me that it was a solid ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a tipping point where you know I met a, a few key people who really pushed me <laughs> over the fence, and I decided that it would be the ecosystem I wanted to work in. Oh yeah, that, that absolutely makes sense. And uh, yeah, I I recently I shouldn't say recently, but maybe over a year ago, even myself minted some NFTs on the XRP ledger, so uh, trying to build on it as well. Um, so tell us about XRPL Commons. W- what is it, and what's the mission? So what is XRPL Commons? It's it's a nonprofit based in Paris, which mission is to create the conditions of, of success for developers and entrepreneurs to thrive in the XRPL ecosystem. And I can double click into the conditions of success because that's you know what defines our, our that's our north star. Uh, my belief, and I, I would say my because not everyone has to share it, but my belief is that the global adoption of blockchain will come mostly from institution and big organization, large organizations that will use blockchain as infrastructure to create trust. Mm. Uh, you know, right now we're in the very early days, even though blockchain has been around for 10 years, uh, I think a global cycle of adoption for a technology is closer to 30 years, maybe 25 years. But uh, if you look at how long it took for uh, major innovations to spread and and become you know an everyday tool. It's almost almost all the time thirty years. So even though technology brings this cycle to to a shorter period of time, it's still a very long period of time. So we're in the early days of adoption. I think we need to create conditions for developers and entrepreneurs to get into the space, and for that we need to get companies institutions to be willing to pay for solutions that solve a pain point. You know, when you have a real pain point uh, and someone comes up with a solution, you're you're ready to pay for it. Yeah. That's what creates a sustainable ecosystem. When people are willing to put money into a solution uh, that will attract developers and builders to create these solutions that will, you know, make good business over time. Yeah, just to add to that, um, you know, I think the conditions of the market, I've, I've shown that right now there's only room for utility on blockchain. I think a lot of people were either disappointed or doubtful that blockchain was doing any good to society. Uh, I think now is the time to prove them wrong. Uh, and, and, and the market has also tuned down 
medias and 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 the high the global hype of blockchain adoption, we can now focus on what really matters. Uh, so we are a very young organization in the ecosystem. XRP Ledger has been around for 11 years. We've been around for uh, nine months. <laughs> so we're we're babies in the ecosystem, and we're building on what others have built before us. So tell us how you're supporting the developers. Um, are you uh, providing education, grants? Um, how, how are you working with them? Yeah, so we work on three different pillars. Uh, the first one is education. If you want the, the ecosystem to be vibrant, you need more talents to get into it. Uh, and we're, we could teach ourselves, you know, and, and open a school uh, for XRP Ledger, but I think there's already a, a, a good infrastructure for education. They're called education uh, platforms or universities or college or engineering schools. There are a lot of people already well-organized, well-trained to teach uh, any any sort of uh, complex topics. So instead of doing that ourselves, what we want to do is empower teachers, universities, student associations to teach and learn. So we work with a number of partners right now in France, but our plan is to grow in Europe and, and then become global, help teachers teach blockchain. Uh, a lot of teachers really want to teach, uh, but they don't have the knowledge required to create courses. So right. we create courses and we open source them. Everything we do is, is creative commons. So teachers can just grab the content from us change change whatever they want to change and go teach it but we go beyond that we also bring all the materials for technical classes uh, github boilerplates uh you know if you give homework to students then you have to grade them we we provide the whole framework for them to do that in a very easy way uh and you know, if, if we get into details, uh, we're part of a group named Chez in Europe. That's uh, a working group that was started by the European Commission that started with a, a study that proved that just in France, we will need 10,000 people trained professionally on blockchain by 2026. Right now, we only we train less than 3,000. So there's a skill gap that's going to, that someone will have to fill. Uh, and so we're just a a tool in the machine to help it uh, scale that education system. Mm. That's number one. Uh, the second pillar is dedicated to startups and developers. And what we're trying to do is empower them first uh, before grants and before uh, just resources, we have launched a residency much inspired by an art residency in Paris, where we invite people for 12 weeks, wherever they come from. We fly them to Paris, we host them in a, in a cozy co-living, uh, and we, we give them a stipend so they can live in Paris for three months. And during these three months, they can fo focus 100% of the time on a project. Uh, using XRP Ledger and trying to crack a case where there's a real pain point. Um, the first cohort started in September and will demo their their uh, prototype product. We have a range of deliveries, but some of them came with a, a full-fledged company. Some of them came with just an ID. So of course the the, out, the outcome is not the same for everyone, but during these 12 weeks, they were focusing on regeneration. 
Mm. They use blockchain or how can they add a component to their business that creates a regenerative process that will have either uh, grow value for communities, for living ecosystems, for her earth, uh, or for society as a whole. Um, the next cohort will start in January and focus on IP, intellectual property. And every three months, we want to tackle another topic. That's what we do for startups for now. Uh, and later in 2024, we will announce, I think it's like the first time I publicly announced that, but we are, we're going to launch uh, a new track in the XRPL grants program. Right now, it's, uh, it's totally independent, run by Ripple. Yeah. Uh, but we'll add a new track to uh, the grants program to help uh, builders work on interoperability. Uh, so we, we might talk about that later, but as you know, uh, there are a number of projects that are building side chains on XRP Ledger, right. and we can help these projects uh, grow and scale. Uh, we're big believers in, in, in horizontal scaling, uh, big believers in the future that is multi-chain, so we want to help them do that too. Yeah. And the third pillar, sorry, I'm, I'm being a bit long here. No, this uh, is great, yeah. The third pillar, we call it adoption. Um, it's trying to, to raise awareness uh, in the world of large organizations and corporations and institutions, uh, raise awareness uh, to a public of C-level executives to help them understand and, and, and grasp the potential of blockchain in their specific industry. Not just explaining what an NFT is or how they can trade crypto on, on a blockchain, but more your industry has a few pain points and this is where blockchain will create exponential value. Uh, and this is, the, we found that it's a good way to open conversations that lead to projects. Uh, you need to start with the, the, the top of the pyramid if you want to trickle down the organizations. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, this is what we do, uh, and <laughs> we're trying to be global, even though we're centered uh, in Paris right now. We have a space in Paris uh, that's, I think, great for people to connect, um, dedicated first to the residency, to XRPL project, but we're also hosting a number of, of projects that are not yet in the XRP ledger ecosystem, but we're we're more we're very open and we're getting more and more people interested in XRP Ledger just by hosting them around us, uh, and it creates a lot of value for everyone working in an open environment. People come with no clear idea of what they can get from the XRP ecosystem, and when they realize the the quality of the people working and building on on the on the, the ledger, plus the the nature of what we do, uh, they stick around. Um, so having a physical space is already also very helpful to build relationships. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's great. Um, I, I love the mission and, you know, let's say there's a developer listening uh, to this or watching this or, uh, you know, someone in, in the business industry, um, you know, if they, they were, they see a lot of different blockchains out there. What would you highlight as, um, you, you know, XRP ledgers benefits and advantages to other, uh, blockchains out there? Hi, everyone. Pardon the interruption. I'm Tony Edward, the founder and host of the Thinking Crypto podcast. I have a huge favor to ask you. If you haven't subscribed as yet on YouTube or the podcast platforms, 
hit that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button, hit the notification bell on the YouTube platform and on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and review. It supports the podcast. It allows me to bring great quality content to you. Thank you for your support and I'll let you get back to the content. Um, so I could, you know, I could give you all the selling point of the example ledger as a protocol, but I would focus maybe on a few points. Um, for new developers, we host here uh, a training every other month for developers. It's not a training to become a developer. You come as a developer and you learn about XRP Ledger. And a lot of people coming here are already builders on, on other uh, platforms or other uh, protocols. Mm -hmm. What, what the, the ha ha moment they have is, oh, this is actually very simple to build on XRP Ledger. Mm -hmm. uh, you know the the barrier to entry. I I taught myself Solidity, and I figured that I will I was never going to be a Solidity developer uh, because the, the the level of dedication is very high. You need to really dedicate yourself hundred percent. If you need to learn a new programming language, that's a lot of commitment. When you work on XRP Ledger, you can basically work with any modern language you already master: Python, JavaScript, Rust. There's a library for that. Uh, so that's that's a big uh, barrier to entry that is basically uh, not there for developers to get into the space uh, working with XRP Ledger. And, th and then I think the you know what makes each uh, ecosystem unique is the community, the support that you get from builders, people who have a lot of experience who can share, and who are actually there sh showing up almost every day on all the channels there 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 are out there. To, to support people who have ideas and, and want to try things. Um, yeah, I figured the, the community itself uh, is very uh, resilient, you know, throughout the, the years, they're still there uh, and they're very open to sharing, which is, which is not common to all, all the blockchain ecosystems. Mm -hmm. um, the, one of the things you mentioned was interoperability. And I was going to ask, you know, what are some of the Web3 applications that you see being built and uh, along the lines of interoperability and so forth? Um, so if if I may start with uh, a, a very short segue to interoperability. Sure. Um, until now, the XRP Ledger was sort of an island. Uh, you know, it works really well, but it was self-resilient, like living on, on its own world. Um, and it's been like that for a decade. I think in the last couple of years, uh, we've seen people in the community very dedicated to, very committed to building bridges. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes, seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. In different directions. So there's, there's a project that is building an EVM compatible bridge. So a sidechain that will allow any other product on a, any EVM site, any EVM blockchain mm. to interconnect to the XRP ledger. So it's a bridge. It's a pretty simple integration, uh, but it did not exist until now and it will exist in 2024. So that's a big step towards interoperability. And it's, it's a great market opportunity for a lot of projects on other chains that are in search of users, in search of liquidity, and we want to tap into the potential of XRP Ledger. And, and then there's another group in the community that has been building on adding features to the XRP Ledger. Uh, so as you may know, there's no smart contracts capacity on the XRP Ledger because most of what you can do is already packed in the, in the protocol itself. It's, it's basically simple calls to a library uh, that will allow you to do very complex things like creating a, a multi-signature account or creating a, an escrow. Like it, with, with a few line, lines of code, you can do that very simply without even having to do a smart contract. Makes it very robust, but some, some developers in the ecosystem wanted to do more and be able to compose uh, transactions. And here comes a sidechain named Xahao uh, that has been launched very recently that will allow developers to build smart contracts kept, uh, on XRP Ledger. Mm. And what it, what it unlocks, and uh, you were asking about the use cases, uh, we're seeing a lot of use cases around retail, um, how to let people pay in a, in a physical store or online with any crypto and let the, the merchant get the currency they actually want. Um, that, that's a big step in the ecosystem, and you can do that very easily with the XRP Ledger. Uh, how to do complex transactions, um, meaning that you will pay for something at the same time, you will get points uh, as a reward, as a loyalty program, and then you will get a voucher for your next purchase that is allowed by these new features that are brought to the XRP Ledger. Um, and, and more recently, what, you know, not, not sharing any big secrets, but um, there are a number of lending protocols that see the new features that the XRP Ledger brings, the automated market maker that are attracting a lot of um, liquidity providers and, and lending protocols that want to tap into these features. So getting into the DeFi space, I think until now, XRP Ledger was more uh, used for payments. You know, this is what it's known for. Uh, but, but a lot of use cases have been built on XRP Ledger in, more in stealth mode. Uh, that are now coming uh, to to life, and, and you will most probably hear about them in 2024. That's exciting. Um, and regarding the side chains, um, you know, I've spoken to like David Schwartz and so forth about this, and how, for example, let's say a central bank wants to issue a CBDC or a stable coin, uh, they don't want a lot of that data. Um, you know, being out there. So, so there's some privacy there. Are you also seeing businesses may want to go that route that if they build some sort of side chain for business purposes, they want, all, you know, certain information out there. The, the, is that also another use case? 
Absolutely. Um, so for, for the central banks, I think the design is pretty clear that they will run their own chains, even though even if it's like a, uh, a replica of the XRP ledger, they will want to have full control over their chain, uh, over the governance. Um, and that's you know, perfectly fine for a specific use case. Some may be on a public blockchain, some may need a private blockchain or semi-private blockchain. So I think this is the design that will be adopted by central banks. Um, now, when it comes to uh, public institutions or um, or private companies, um, I think a lot of them are willing to tap into the public blockchain. They see a value in, in that. Uh, whenever you have a very heterogeneous uh, ecosystem that needs multiple supplier or multiple mul um, multi different actors working with the same data, uh, they're willing to share the data across a platform that does not belong to anyone, that is not influenced by any specific actor. Um, and I can give you uh, one use case that we have right now in the aquarium, our residency. It's the ID card for cars. So if you have a car, it comes with a lot of different parts. Parts can be uh, built by different suppliers. Uh, one manufacturer will not want to use the same tool as another manufacturer unless the tool is neutral, does not belong to anyone, has a governance that's very public and verifiable, and, and making sure that the data cannot be altered by any actor. This is where a, a public blockchain comes in very handy. Um, and, and we see this use case uh, coming up right now for cars, but I think this can be re replicate, replicated for a number of industries. Yeah. Um... It's amazing all the possibilities and and all the great things that could happen, uh, and especially on the XRP ledger. Um, you know, are there any? This might be a tough question. Specific use cases that you're most excited about? You know that they're that, that you make you you know like wow, this looks this is great. I really like this. Um, yes, so I'll I'll try to keep a, a very short list, but. Um, there's there are discussions in Colombia. The government of Colombia is uh, moving their um, public land registry to the example ledger using example ledger uh, for uh, farming. Um, so for farming uh, estates, um, this is very unique. This is very different from a payment solution, or it's they're using example ledger for a system of proof. Um, so this goes back to our mission um, or my vision. I want to use blockchain to create a layer of trust uh, for everyone. This is a typical use case that I'm very excited about because it's not financial. It's not. Uh, it, it it does not belong in to the space of uh, let's make money with blockchain, but more let's create intangible value that will benefit everyone. Um, and, and yeah, I'm very excited about that because then you can apply that to, uh, you know, most countries that don't, don't have a reliable, um, source of truth for their, uh, land registry can mimic the same project. Um, there's, so everything that tends to be not notarization or stamp online or on a blockchain, uh, I'm, I'm pushing forward, uh, and we, we have a number of conversations uh, with the public institutions in France that I, I cannot really disclose now because it's too early in the process, but I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, then decentralized identity uh, 
online credentials using blockchain. I'm very excited about too. Um, I was in a meeting recently with the founders of uh, Heirloom. Um, they have they have a very unique approach to uh, using blockchain for uh, credentials, and right now they're tackling the the use. They're trying to expand the use case in the education world to online diplomas, uh, proof of attendance to classes, and everything. But this can be expanded and scaled to a lot of other use cases. Uh, and their their approach to user experience and how to onboard new users on chain is really unique. Um, so also very excited about that. Very cool. Um, what's on the 2024 agenda? I know you mentioned like the expansion of the grant program. Uh, is there anything else that we can expect in 2024? Yeah, so the aquarium will focus on three topics that we already decided on. Uh, we have a lot of ideas, but um, these topics are, are already validated. Uh, the first one will be intellectual property. Mm. Uh, so how to use NFTs and blockchain to invent new business models, mm. uh, to incentivize creators in different ways, uh, to share revenue across the, the value chain. That's That's something I'm really excited for. Uh, the next one will be decentralized identity. Mm. Uh, so uh, aligned with the use case I was just mentioning, but trying to expand that uh, more and further. Uh, and then decentralized science. Um, decentralized science has been one of my favorite use case in the blockchain space uh, since I discovered blockchain. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, I can expand on that. So yeah, sure. This, I, is this idea of using the building blocks of Web3, so uh, collective governance, uh, collaborative funding, um, using NFTs as a, a proof of um, uh, intellectual property or a proof of ownership uh, to anything, whether an, an idea, a patent, anything. Combining all that to reinvent the way people do research. Uh, so right now, research is uh, a very structured and, uh, and I would say, a difficult world for newcomers. So young researchers starting their PhDs really have to start at the at the bottom of the ladder. Uh, they do a lot of publication almost for free. They don't they don't get any share of the revenue generated by their own research. Yeah. Uh, the publication space is also being reinvented today or being disrupted, depending on your point of view, uh, because the the people who create the value do not benefit from it uh, at the end of the day. Uh, and so you can you can see a parallel with the, with the rise of the NFT space in the in the last couple of years. Uh, and some researchers have seen the potential of that and are building. DAOs as research labs. Mm. So you can imagine a world where people will invest in the research that they really care for and decide what to do with the IP, whether to monetize it, how the distribution should, should be should be done. Um, and and that's that's a perfect use case for blockchain. Uh, and that is something I'm I'm excited to experiment here at Commons. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That is that is one um, thing that will happen in 2024, uh, and then there there are a number of projects apart from the grants or apart from the aquarium. There are a number of projects that we want to uh, produce and promote. So 
we want to intensify our work on education uh, and create an experience for uh, educators and students, whether you are part of a, a university or you are in your bedroom somewhere uh, on another continent. We want to give everyone the same chance to access content and and, qual and quality classes. So how, how do we use technology uh, to create an experience that is good for everyone um, and that doesn't leave, leave anyone behind? Um, that's something we're excited for too. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm excited to see those uh, uh, items roll out. And what fascinates me is the science aspect that you mentioned. Uh, that's very, very, very interesting. And you know, it goes back to what you're talking about. Uh, if there's a problem, bringing solutions to the table and helping uh, improve uh, the, the way we can research, communicate, do business and so forth. So uh, that's great. Um, I want to talk about the crypto market at large. Um Obviously, the crypto industry has seen significant growth. There's been more adoption. Um, one of the things here in the United States that we're dealing with is lack of clarity. And we have the SEC versus everything <laughs> at this point. Um, I'm sure in Paris, you know, in France and other countries in Europe, uh, there's not this issue because these currencies are classified as virtual currencies. You know, what are your thoughts on the Ripple versus SEC situation and the XRP, you know, getting the clarity there? Um, so first of all, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer in, in case. So, you know, my opinion is worse, whatever it's worse, but, uh, I have, um, I've intentionally decided to start commons from Paris in France, because I've, I've had the intuition early on that France was committed to give a clear framework, uh, for crypto regulation. It's it's not at all an easy one. It's not crypto friendly or you know liberal in any sense, uh, but it gives clear guidelines. Like this is the red line. You can do anything within that scope, and I think that's what entrepreneurs need. They need they need a framework, and you know maybe the framework will expand with time as people get more used to the tools. Uh, as we're we're going to open new use cases and say like okay, we need clarity for this use case. Uh, but it's it's by design it's clear and you know Mika is being updated uh it, it will bring a lot of uh, uh mandatory aspects to builders and we can we can double click on that later if you want uh but we're we, we see that happening and so we're preparing for the the next the next evolution so everyone is confident building on example ledger um building anywhere else where Either you have a, a regulation that's that is against the crypto economy or the the, the, the blockchain ecosystem as a whole, it's hard. Uh, it's really hard. And so, um, to be honest, like a year from a year ago, when we we were still doing all the prep work for Commons, uh, we had a few conversations with institutions where they were like, "Exactly, Ledger, really? I'm not sure. You know, it, it, there's there's a case open right now with the SEC. Should we really, you know?" We don't want to engage too. It's too soon. We don't know exactly. And and now that the case is getting closure, and and we you know we 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 have a sort of a statement that says that we're clear from the the SEC jurisdiction, we can have these conversations. Uh, uh, public institutions are opening the doors, and we're not that they want to build everything on XRP Ledger. We're not there yet, but they're open to conversations. 
Um, also, people from other ecosystem who have seen XRP ledgers, sometimes for wrong reasons, to be honest, as uh, not very competitive or a centralized uh, protocol, or you know they had wrong ideas about the, the XRP ledger. The SEC case also brought light on the whole ecosystem, like, oh, they are actually doing things the right way. Uh, because the whole ecosystem was in the spotlight, I mean, mostly Ripple, but, uh, but it, it also uh, forced the whole ecosystem to do everything by the book. Uh, if you launched a business on XRP Ledger in the last three years, then you needed to be compliant with whatever regulation uh, your your you had to you had to comply with uh, locally. So I think you know on the long term that creates a lot of value because all the businesses that are building on XRP Ledger are, you know, doing it well. Uh, they're all compliant. Not all, I don't know all, maybe it's overstating, but uh, they had to do everything in the, the most sensitive way. Uh, so, you know, not overdoing it, but doing it in a good way. Um, so that brings a lot of confidence. The level of, yeah, the level of trust globally on XRP Ledger is, is high. That's um, great to hear. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm glad that, you know, the case here in the United States is at least um, bringing some relief to concerns people may have, and they're feeling more confident. And uh, uh, to your point, you know, the, the case did highlight that Ripple and, and the community and all these folks were doing a lot of things right. And, uh, you know, it's great that uh, in the where you're at, at least in the, in the European region, that the MICA regulations are in place. And like you said, may not be perfect, but at least it gets the ball rolling and you guys as entrepreneurs and innovators know where the red line is. Um, so do you see further iterations of the MICA regulations and fine tuning and so forth? Yes. So there, there are a few things we already know about um, in terms of uh, disclosure. So any, any business building on a, on a blockchain will have to disclose a number of things that the blockchain provides for them or the impact that the blockchain has for them. So for instance, uh, we work right now on a decarbonization strategy for the XRP Ledger protocol. Um, and we've seen that MICA uh, in the next six months will, will make it mandatory for any business using blockchain to disclose the energy consumption, um, the uh, energy per transaction, the kind of hardware you're using. And so that that's, you know, you need if you want to comply with MICA, you will have to provide these reports. And that's, that's very hard to do. Uh, you need to be uh, a, a carbon market expert to do that. So what we're trying to do is create the tools for builders to generate their report in, in a couple of clicks without having to worry too much about that. Trying also to create uh, a very a good UX for builders. So you know, if you want to focus on your technology on or on your business, someone in the ecosystem needs to provide the support to make it easy for you to generate your report and be MICA compliant. So mm -hmm. this is what also we're trying to do, going back to creating the conditions of success for everyone on XRP Ledger, uh, you will need tools. So Commons uh, is building these tools, uh, not alone. We're doing that with the, with the community. We work also with uh, Ripple on a number of, of projects. We work with the XRPL Foundation um, on a number of projects. We're, tr we're trying to fit in the ecosystem um creating value where you know it's needed oh yeah that makes sense 
uh, David, I got I got some wrap up questions here for you. First mm -hmm. is uh, if you could create your own metaverse, what would the theme be about? Uh, that's that's an easy one. I'm part of uh, a project led by the IE University in Madrid, uh, and they called it the Metaversity. So bringing together a number of, of universities, and imagine you could learn anything from anyone, having the same experience as if you were right now in a class in Australia with with or, or with the teacher that you always wanted to learn from, who is in India but you're in New York and and the metaverse city, I think, would be a great uh, a great place to learn. Oh yeah, I love that idea. I, I David, I absolutely think that's the future of learning. Honestly, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and also like pushing that further. If you were to study middle age in the middle age, that would be much funny, much more funny than learning it from your classroom. So I'm I'm thinking also the uh, the immersive experience of learning. Will help you go to places you've never been before to learn from it. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Um, I got some rapid fire questions here for you. First is favorite food. Favorite food couscous. Favorite musician or band. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Favorite movie. Uh, Don't judge me. The Goonies. Uh, favorite book. Uh, favorite book. My my favorite author is uh, Joseph Kessel. The French author, he wrote the the Army of Shadows. That's yeah, that's my. I read it at least once a year. Oh, awesome! And when you're not working at XRPL Commons, what are you doing for fun as a hobby? Um, I I am a calligrapher, uh, so I do a lot of drawing and and uh, yeah, and and also a leather craftsman. So sometimes I make wallets and and bags and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very manual. I like to do things with my hands. That's awesome. David, pleasure chatting with you. And I'm excited to see the future updates around XRPL Commons in 2024. We'll have to have you back on uh, to talk about the latest updates, but thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I have even a better idea. How about you? Next time you're in Europe, come come, come to see us in Paris. It's oh, I love that. It's an open invitation whenever you're in Paris. Oh, thank you. I, I love that. I, I'll talk to my wife and <laughs> try to make that happen. <laughs> uh, awesome. Thank you, David. Thank you, Tony. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.